The information discussed during the show is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any condition. If your pet is currently experiencing any medical issues, please seek immediate assistance from a licensed veterinarian. Welcome back to Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O'Sullivan. Um, welcome back to the new year. I hope the holidays went well for everyone who's listening and all of their four-legged fuzzies and all of their non-human loved ones are safe and sound. Today we have a wonderful, wonderful show with my friend and Cindy Perlman, and we're going to have a long talk about a wonderful example of using all kinds of veterinary modalities to help your best friend and going from very, very traditional to very, very non-traditional, very holistic in one short period of time with some really, really great results. So um, once again, this is Dr. O'Sullivan with Holistic Veterinary Care and Acupuncture Society here in Prescott Valley, Arizona. And I want to thank you for being here with us today, Cindy. Oh, Dr. O'Sullivan, I am so glad to be here with you and you know, I know the holidays are just past, but I have to just say to everybody, you gave me one of the greatest gifts of my life ever, which was really, and I'm I'm serious about this, two more years with my beloved dog, Cody. I really feel that you, help, you helped her live a happy last two years of her life, and healthy ones, too. Well, let, let's spend the next hour telling everybody, everybody, what we did and how... Um, how we how we felt and how Cody, who is our guest of honor today, um, is teaching us lessons then and now. Um, as I recall, we met each other because Cody. Uh, who, actually, can you just describe Sweet Cody to our listening audience, please? Yes, I'll tell you. Uh, I grew up in Chicago and. My dad and I, we loved German Shepherds our whole life, and my mom always was sort of anti-dog, but we finally broke mm-hmm. her down. And um, we got a beautiful German Shepherd named Jake from a veterinarian in Chicago who's since retired, and Dr. Prizer. And Dr. Prizer would go to Germany because he seriously believed that German Shepherds in the U.S. were bred in bad ways. So yep. he went to Germany and bred his German German Shepherds with German dogs. So he had an extremely healthy line of shepherds. And we were lucky enough, my dad and I, to have two of them. We had Jake, who lived to 15. And when one day we brought Jake in, and Dr. Prizer was like, come on in the back real quick. And he had puppies, but he had six (laughs) boy puppies and one girl. And the girl, her whole face was bloody and like she'd have been in a street fight. And I was like, oh, my God, what's the matter with her? And right. Dr. Prizer was a man of nature. He was like, they, she has to work it out. They know she's the only girl, and they're boys, and they're going to beat the crud out of her. So <laughs> I was like, we're, we're taking the dog. And my dad knew, like, we're not arguing. So uh, so we took Cody. And Cody was, I think, the runt of the litter. She was super skinny for a shepherd, which prolonged her life, I think, eventually. She was super thin, maybe about 50 pounds tops but very delicate, long legs, and she'd walk like a horse. You know, she would trot along, 
And Naka was like a completely healthy dog until she got to be about 14, which is amazing for shepherds, I think. But it is. One it day is. when she was, she was nothing. I mean, we had nothing. We were so lucky with her. I mean, she got fixed when she was about a year old and nothing. I mean, the standard yearly checkup, that was it. And when she got to be about 14, she just woke up one day very dizzy. And she was really unsure of herself walking. And for a minute I thought, well, we had just moved to the southwest. She wasn't used to walking on hardwood floors that were slippery. But it was obvious as the day wore on, it wasn't that. She was dizzy. So I brought her in to our local vet in Nevada, and who was not you. And she said, well, she's had an attack of something called old dog syndrome. And I uh-huh. I'd never heard of this before. And she's like, it's something where their equilibrium is suddenly thrown off. It's like an attack in her mind. And and I was like, okay, what do we do? So she did the standard vet stuff. She put her on an IV and kept her a few days, and, and it was awful. And she was very much like, I don't know if we can pull her through this. I really don't know. But she did. It wasn't a severe attack. She pulled through. Her head was sort of a little cocked to the right, maybe like 30 degrees. But it made her look even cuter, and she sort of reset her world based on having her head. I mean, everybody, if you cock your head 30 degrees to the left, it sort of resets your world. It resets your horizon. So it was a little weird for a few weeks, but she got right up, and she was fine. About a year went by, and she had a second attack, and it was much, much worse. I mean, she was falling down. We thought that was it. You know, she couldn't walk. It was awful. And we brought her into the same vet who put her on the IV. We said, I don't think she's going to make it through this. And, you know, days went on, and she was just laying down. She wouldn't get up. But, you know, she seemed to get progressively better every day. And she started eating. She started drinking. But she wasn't getting up. And our traditional vet said, you know, I think you should call it. She's older already this probably is it, and maybe put her down. And I don't know. I just felt something, and I wasn't wanting to do anything crazy or anything causing her pain, but I just felt right. in my heart she wasn't ready. And so we brought her home, and our vet was like, well, you can try it, but it's going to be super hard, and you're going to have to carry her outside to go to the bathroom, and she's probably going to have a million accidents, and you're going to have to maybe hand feed her and you, you know, you might be back here in a few days, and it's not going to work. <clears throat> so I said, well, you know what, let's just give her every chance and let's try it. And that's when I said to my vet, what do you think of acupuncture? And this is an amazing vet here. I think she's great. But she's like, mm, I don't know. You know, it could work, it could not. You can't, it doesn't hurt to try it. So, right. and, and and I think a lot of people will face this. I At the time, I said, do you recommend anyone? And she's like, not really. That's up to you. You can go research this, you know, that it's on you. So right. I called a few people, but I called you, and you were one of my second or third calls. And I just knew from the tone of your voice that <laughs> I just felt comfortable with you, and I also knew that you were totally no-nonsense, <laughs> which is like, I was like, okay, <laughs> this is good because, you know, I didn't want 
I didn't want someone to come in and sugarcoat it. I wanted someone to really be strong and tell me, because I didn't want to prolong my dog's life in a painful, awful way for her just because I couldn't let go. I thought that's not fair. Exactly. So, so this, this is so this is so important, Cindy, because everybody that loves dogs, loves cats, loves horses, loves any kind of pet whatsoever, is headed towards these moments, headed towards these words, headed towards this veterinary appointment or these these questions. You know, with our ultimate responsibility for our pets and our ultimate advocacy for our pets to make sure that we equal equally weigh what we want and what they need and the fact that we are the ones that make decisions for them. This is so important. So I want to spend a little bit of time here. But I also want to recommend that our listening audience here can send any questions to myself or to Cindy um, at listeners at sylviaglobal.com. And then we can answer your questions, um, whether they're about Cody or other things related to today, or other questions you have in general. Get involved in the show because that's what the show is all about, is making sure that we address um, your concerns and help you get more from the show every single week. So, Cindy, with Cody, when you went to the veterinarian the second time, and uh, you go back to the IVs and such, did they give you any reasons for old dog, this, it's actually called old dog vestibular, um, besides the whole we don't know um, or any recommendations and things that you could give her at home to make her less dizzy or to help her equilibrium or to, besides the whole, you know, get her up and scoot her outside and carry her to pee and poo and such? You know, the the thing was we the vet was awesome. She actually put her in her office on a mattress, which I thought was above and beyond. She let me yeah. come in every day and lay there with her for three hours in her office. I have nothing but nice things to say about the emergency medical care she got. But one day when we were in there, and this was a real turning point, she said, well, she's not eating or drinking. I think we should call it. And my friend Carrie was with me, and Carrie's also our dog walker when I'm out of town. And Carrie goes, I know, and Carrie loves dogs. So Carrie went out to Five Guys Hamburgers, which was right across the street. And I'm not <laughs> recommending a steady diet of this for sick dogs, but it was just to prove a point. She got two Five Guys and a fries and brought them back in. And Cody just, in front of the vet, devoured the whole thing, including the fries. And so the vet, our vet said, well, you can't make a steady diet of Five Guys. And I said, well, we're not going to make a steady diet of Five Guys, but it just proves she will eat and drink. So, so that was, you have, you have to think no, outside the box. You have to think outside the box. And Cody, I mean, she wolfed these hamburgers down. And, and the one thing with Cody was she was the kind of sweet, she had like a face like a fox, like a long pointy nose, the sweetest, kindest disposition ever. Yeah. I mean, she just would follow you and just, you know, she dealt with my crazy life as a high-strung writer. And she just was like a sweet little angelic girl always. So she, I mean, nearly, Carrie nearly lost her arm with Cody just going for this while still laying down. She still couldn't get up. So, you know, that was inspiring. So we brought her home, and there really was not too much instruction. She just gave her some steroids to take while she got home. And, you know, kind of never, I never really asked about the whole pooping situation, which, in her state, Cody didn't even poop every day anymore, which kind of, you know, was weird because she was very regular. But it was 
sort of a whole new ball game. We got home, and she wasn't that thrilled about her regular crunchy old lady dried out dog food that I mistakenly <laughs> had fed her for years. But we'll get into that. Right. And but she she seemed like she was in no pain and. She was not really trying to get up too much, though. She was just laying there. And I carried her inside and out to poop and pee, and it was fine. I mean, I would have done it for 10 years if I had to. But, I know that's true. You know, I, that, know I, would have done, I don't care. I would have done it forever, and my husband was awesome, and my stepdaughter, we all just babied her, and we were so happy just to have her back at home. And that's right. And then right. the next but then I did go into action, and I thought, okay, I've heard good things about acupuncture. And to be honest, I didn't even know what it was. I just thought, I just heard it might work. I'll try anything that's not crazy or painful for the dog. And I found you. I called a few people. but And I cannot impress upon this enough, especially living in a crazy state like Nevada. I did only call people who were doctors of veterinary medicine. And I also, uh-huh. as a journalist, I looked them up online, which is so easy to do to make sure people really have their license. Because there are right. a lot of people who are now acupuncturists who aren't right. medical doctors for dogs. That's I, I think you'd agree with me, Dr. O'Sullivan, not good, right? I mean... Well, it's not, it's, it's, uh, in my, so we're talking about people that advertise or people that will come yeah. and they will practice... Uh, basically, they're practicing medicine without a veterinary medical license, and they're right. doing human yeah. medicine or human procedures and such, or not even having a human license, and they're selling it to people and doing it. And literally, in most states, it's literally illegal. Uh, practicing medicine without a license is not something that the, vet, uh, the veterinary medical community most um, <laughs> lightly upon, and that unless you have had... <laughs> First of all, get you know the whole idea of getting to veterinary school is shockingly difficult, and then staying in veterinary school right. is even harder. And then the idea that you know what you know with regard to everything about your patient, whether it's anatomy, physiology, disease process, medications, these types of things, and then you know traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture and all these things, and you can combine them all. It's it's no small feat. And the idea that you went and looked things up and made sure that we have our only two schools that actually teach licensed veterinary doctors, you know, doctors of uh, veterinary medicine, to do acupuncture. There's the IVIS and the Chi Institute, and that takes years, and you know, years to to learn 4,000 years worth of information. (laughs) It's not easy. So what you're pointing out about making sure that somebody who's going to do non-traditional medicine whether it's right. teeth cleaning, acupuncture, massage therapy, uh, homeopathy, nutritional consults, in my opinion, you better have a veterinary medical degree as far as I'm concerned. And like you said, I mean, tell the world I'm a straight shooter. So uh, that, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very serious about that. That what we do as veterinarians, be it traditional or non-traditional, it took a a long, long time and dedication and a bunch of life-changing um, decisions. So our dedication to what it is that we believe through our education and our experience should be taken quite seriously. So what you're quite pointing seriously. out, what you, what you, did you come into uh, contact with folks that were going to try to put needles in her and not be veterinarians Absolutely. or were advertising that Absolutely. when you were looking things up? 
Exactly. And, and, you know, you are a doctor of veterinary medicine. Other people have all these other initials that I don't even know what they were. They were like a ABC or a ZBJ. And, I mean, people are doing all kinds of scammy things because they're like, oh, I'm in, I took an online course in acupuncture. But That's it's super <laughs> easy for anybody. I Googled you. I saw that you, that you were a doctor. And if you have a question – you know, you can easily either call up, you know, your state licensing board, which is one quick phone call, yeah. or look it up online. Is the person real? Is their license up to date? Are they really licensed? I guarantee anybody out there, about half the people are not, and that's super scary to me. You know that they're going to come to your house. God only knows who this is. And, right. Right. You know that. Right. Not good. And and, and your, the other thing, I was so valid. So yeah, don't, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. And Dr. O'Sullivan also came highly recommended from lots of members of the Vegas Police Department. She had worked on their dogs, so that was that was good, great for me. I mean, all kinds of high-ranking Vegas police hostage, <laughs> everybody across the board were like, "Ah, oh, she's she's the bomb. We couldn't live without her." So I was like, I was sold. And uh, and the other thing I liked for Cody in our condition is who came to my house and. I didn't really want to freak Cody out, who didn't really ever like the car. So, so right. it was great that you could come and 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 we did. We had we had what I think was really important. We had an initial consultation at the house, and my husband was there, and he was even a little skeptical. He was like, "How, how old say, do, is do you, this do you remember dog? those days? Because this is important for our listening audience. Because, as you know, however." I don't know, I'm going to say 70% of the people that even walk in my office here or call me, they're either, I've tried everything else and it didn't work, so I'm calling you as like a last resort. Or, I don't really believe in it, but there you are. Or, and it's not negative, it's just, I honestly, gosh, don't know what the heck you do. But I love my, I love my buddy, so I'm going to give her a go. So I, I can actually, I can close my eyes and see the day I came to your house with your husband there. That was funny. And I also have to say one thing, because I know you know nothing about this, Dr. O'Sullivan. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills had a cat. He had one of the housewives this week get her cat acupuncture, and they made all uh-huh. kinds of fun of fun out of the whole thing. Like it was just something spoiled rich people did because they didn't know what to do with their money, and you know this was some weirdo thing she did. And you know I have to tell you guys, as somebody who covers entertainment. It it just was, you know, something they did on the show and really did a disservice to acupuncture for animals. I sat there watching that myself thinking, this is really not, you know, what they used to make fun TV, quote, unquote, was really a disservice. So for all of you who saw that, which is a lot of people, I mean, that was really nasty what they did on that show and really irresponsible, I think. So... So I, because I'm someone who's a journalist who looks at things in a factual way, and I would have right. never done anything to hurt my dog. I mean, I would have just let her quietly pass at that point if it was something that was going to hurt her. And right. and I've right. had dogs in the past who people suggested crazy things, like when they were 15, let's have an operation to do this, or let's do chemo. <laughs> or I've said no to things in the past. It's not like I'm some crazy person who would do anything. I've said no yeah. many times in the past. But well, just because we house, can do it doesn't mean we should do it. You know, just because we have right. to. Do it. And that goes for human medicine as well, in my opinion. Absolutely. But, um, and, 
And I'm glad you mentioned I'm glad you mentioned the show that was on TV because as you know I don't watch TV, so I'm glad that I know you're sitting around TV. watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's well, so well, you. I know you're sitting there watching those girls, and so I knew you were going to know about this. But that's going to happen. They, um. they really did smear it. They really. She had a cat who fell. And they did acupuncture because she was dealing with some, you know, healing bones. And I, actually, it was good what she did, but they just made it seem like, oh, you know, this is some funky weirdo yeah, all, thing all she's the, all doing. The, all the woo-woo stuff, all the woo-woo stuff. Huh? Right. Yeah. That's too. That's too bad. Right. But I thank you so much for mentioning that. That that's awesome. So, um, with sweet sweet Cody here, she when I met her, I got the phone call from you. We talked on the phone for a very long time, as I recall, and um, she was when I got to your house, she's on the floor, and she was having difficulty getting up um, and that she still had a head tilt. And, you know, I remember getting on the ground with her, as I do with everybody, and um, asked you guys, you and your husband, I think it was about 100 questions, you know, and then... Yeah, um, you asked us a lot of questions. <laughs> um, and then increasing her quality of life with your answer, you know, and that you were, that of course that's the answer. I mean, of course that's the answer. And then when you're talking about being in your traditional veterinarian's office and the second time she had her attack and that they said, you know, it might be time to call it and put her down and those types of things, I want to address that. You told, you said, in my heart, I know she wasn't ready. That is an extremely I, powerful statement. You two are you two are soul friends, you know, you're, you're soul buddies, and that nobody's going to know more so than you just by the look in their eye, the feeling you get from them, and your attachment that it, she's she's still got some life. She doesn't want to go yet. And that she's just not ready. So being in tune with our friends and actually trusting yourself enough to say. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. I, you know, thank you for your time, thank you for your opinion, thank you for your care, but I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna trust myself. I'm gonna trust my relationship with my dog, the relationship with my cat, versus just falling under the influence of the white coat. You know, and and of course, you know, we try try our best, but we're not in an intimate relationship with our dogs and cats. You're, you know, your dogs and cats. So trusting yourself to make those decisions is so vital, and I appreciate you saying that. Um, but I, I need to address the whole burger thing. The, the that whole go out go out to McDonald's and buy a hamburger. Now, in no way, shape, or form, am I recommending that everyone listening go out and buy a hamburger for dog and cat because that that has a whole bunch of other things right. to go along with it. But Terrible. when it comes down to <laughs> that, that's a whole other show. Um, the when it comes down to is my dog or cat not wanting to eat? Are they feeling nauseous? Are they really done? You know, they just, I don't want to be involved with this world anymore type stuff. And those final days, final moments, I have to be frank with you. Who cares? Who cares? If, you know, if That's you want to what go I thought too. I knew it was terrible, but who cares? And, and but the thing is that if it proves a point and it gets some little vim and vigor into her and she goes, oh, it's been 14 years and I've been waiting for a cheeseburger. Holy smoke. But it gets, it gets them back engaged, back involved, those types of things. And I have to be perfectly frank with you, in my practice, the whole time, whether it was traditional, emergency, house calls, it doesn't matter. And, of course, in my personal life, the cheeseburger is a defining moment. If you put nasty, greasy cheeseburger <laughs> in front of a dog that's eating old, dry kibble, if they don't, and don't show any interest, 
okay, well, that that's probably a, a sign in of itself, right? Because that those, those things are um, you, got, you know these guys want to eat it. You know, normally, and it's very smelly. So even if their sense of smell, their sense of taste, their discomfort, their cognitive abilities, those types of things. The greasy, nasty, salty smell of a cheeseburger, I have to be honest with you, if if they're wanting to come around and stay here with us, the cheeseburger sometimes tells us. And I think that's what happened in your case. And I understand that's not science, and I understand it's not, but it just <laughs> it helps sometimes. So I, I, that's not medicine. Super but, thirsty. The fries huh? made her super thirsty, so she drank like half a bowl of water. And, you know, boom, you know, she did seem, we didn't do it every day. But I'll tell you, we did change, you know, we ended up making her a very healthy meatloaf for the rest of her life with real ground That's beef, right. you suggested, that was on the same lines as that cheeseburger. It wasn't some greasy McDonald's situation, but, but you know, she really ate what she loved the last two years of her life. And, uh, but she, she so needed think, it, right? She she needed her body needed that person and needed that red meat and needed the vegetables. So we can definitely get into that because it's so different, right? She spent 14 years of her life eating traditional kibble, dog kibble, and that you know, of course, she she was a 14 year old chef, which is an accomplishment in and of itself. But when we look at traditional Chinese medicine, we look at foundational nutrition, those types of things. If you wouldn't mind uh, going into a couple of the changes that happened for Cody that um, I think she really enjoyed, that would be great. Well, I absolutely, but I have to say that first day you came, you my husband was a little skeptical because I never would give him Cody's right age because I know this sounds crazy, oh. but I am a film critic for a film feature writer for the Chicago Sun Times. I knew in my mind a specific film came out the day I got Cody. I never, ever for years looked up the date of that film because I kind of didn't want to think, oh, my God, Cody's 14, she's 15. I just thought, oh, you know, in my mind I thought she's like 10. I know that's right. crazy, but I finally, when she got super sick, looked it up. Cody was like 16 going on 17, which shocked yeah. everyone. Yeah. And, Wasn't that awesome? and for shepherds. <laughs> It was awesome, and I was like, oh, my God. But everyone was like, well, she's lived a healthy life. That's it. That's super old for a dog. And my husband was even a little on that side, but you came in and said, why are you writing her off because she's older? And you said the famous words, age is not a disease. And that has really turned my husband around. (laughs) The world needs to hear that. It's so important. Age is not a disease. It's not. Everybody has to be taken on their own terms and their own conditions and their own needs. And that the number stamp, the chronology, the, the date the movie came out when she was born, that kind of stuff, that's something that's a human problem. That's a, that's a human hang-up. It's something that we have imprinted in our you know, soul for some reason, you know, whatever it is. But it, it's invalid as far as I'm concerned. And I think that Cody and yourself and, and everyone involved in her care uh, learned that in a very positive, wonderful way. But please, for all of our listeners, um, age is not a disease. It's just not. It, it's, the, it's, a con- it's a condition we're all going through, you know. Uh, you know. But uh, we shouldn't be limited by somebody saying you're older, somebody saying, oh, you've lived the life that was stamped somewhere on an expectancy chart for a breed or whatever it is, 
I think it's all hooey. I think it's all hooey. I think that we need to take each individual as an individual, and I, you know what, I don't care how long they live. Live forever as long as you're healthy and happy and pain-free. So, right. like, to this day, I, I must say that, you know, half a dozen times to everybody, especially in the classes or wherever I am, I'm like, please, that, that, those are our limitations, that those are our constrictions that we place on our four-legged fuzzies or our birds or our snakes because somebody wants probably a white coat, probably a traditional veterinarian, probably a friend or a breeder, who knows, said it or you read it. And then we put it into our soul's gospel and then we put a tag on our friends, you know, and then the things like, well, they're older, maybe we should put them down. What? And I get it. I used to I used to practice medicine that way 100 years ago, but I think it's completely invalid. So hopefully um, we can talk about the things that clearly proved to some degree that making changes with respect to the individual. Honestly, like you said, I think sweet Cody stay around to bother you for another couple, two, two and a half years after she got her expiration tag with the white coats, you know. So let's talk about that because I know that there are people listening that think the same way or been told the same thing or read the same thing or have heard the same thing all the time. And that that's partly to blame with my profession or, like I said, the books or the breeders or the dog foods or whoever, right? So let's talk about some of the stuff that happens for her that at the age of 14 – it was completely irrelevant. So, start to say, It's hugely important because if I would have been honest with everybody about her age when I moved to Nevada, she would have been like 12, 13, and everybody would have looked at her like, ooh, that old geriatric dog. And I'll tell you, at 12, 13, she was running in yards, playing football. She was doing everything. And it would have been a shame to put that label on her like, oh, she's an old dog. We better treat her like that. Because she was not, yeah, she never yeah. acted like an old dog. She was a thin, I think this helped her life. She was never overweight. She never ate a scrap. Yeah. She didn't eat table food. She did eat this crappy dog food that I used to buy, recommended by one of the big dog food chains, so we won't say who they are, but I went, you know, like an idiot. I went to them and said, what's the dog food? And they're like, oh, your dog's over 10. Pick this. Pick the old lady food that has not, no nutrition in it, but it doesn't have a lot of well, you have to, Cindy, you got to read the labels, right? I mean, the thing is that if, you're, if you wouldn't eat it or you can't pronounce the word, don't feed it to your dog. Don't feed it to your loved one, you know. And I understand the recommendations, like I said, then they've done that. But flip the dog, flip the bag over, flip the whatever over, and think for yourself, right? You know, you read those labels, you're like, ew, 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 you know, <laughs> ew. How's that going to be helpful? So, um, and, and that food is that I don't know why, you know, some teenager with pimples in the pet food store can convince thinking people that, you know, your dog is over 10, you should get the low-fat food. I mean, over 10 to them means low-fat, no-fat. That's what they've been taught by probably the dog food salespeople who come through. Ridiculous. And I was buying Cody the natural, natural, made from nature, whatever, and birds and trees and flowers and dog food, but... When you came in and looked at it, it was just like eating bread all day. You were like, it's like eating 100 slices of bread. Very little protein. So it had, it had no fat. But, you know, Cody didn't have a problem with fat. She was a skinny That's dog. Right. That's and right. She, she skinny little dog her whole life. 
And you were like, this is just nothing. It's just like, why don't you go eat 100 crackers all day? And that's the first thing you did. You were like, this is just crap. Let's just get rid of this big bag of stupid food and feed her some real food to, to help her get did better. I, did I say be like stupid being, food? Did I say that in somebody's house, stupid you, food? I you went, first you set my husband straight, and you said age is not a disease. Then you told me something, which is a whole other topic we should get into, which was basically to calm the F down because I That's was right. so afraid of losing my dog, so freaked out. And I'm a high-strung personality to begin with. You're like, your stress is making this dog stressed. And I was like always, every little thing, oh, my God, look, she's looking weird today. She's, I don't know, I think she has a limp. Like every little thing, I was always like, oh, my God, this is huge. Because in my mind, I knew she was getting old. I mean, I knew we were getting up there. And I was like, oh, you know, something's going to happen. But you were like, you need to calm down. That was like your first two things. <laughs> you set Ron straight, and you were like, you, your anxiety is making the situation worse. And you were totally, totally right. I was just this nervous wreck. And that's the, I mean, you know, and tell people, you know, that makes them nervous, especially when you're so close to an animal like we were. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, you know, I can't speak for you, but I'm guessing it made a huge difference. I mean, the more you got, the more you were able huge. to just kind of take a breath, that she, because her, you know, her responsibility is to take care of you and that she already was not able to do that because she was down and that she was ill or those types of things or that she had been in the hospital. So, you know, especially chefs or those types of dogs that are, they have to have a job and that they, her job throughout her whole life was to take care of you. And then here she is down and feeling your anxiety, feeling your energy, feeling your um, sadness. So those things, she sucks those right in and then has to overcome all that in order to heal herself. So, you know, trying trying to get those two things out of the way, misconceptions and overt anxiety. And don't get me wrong, I'm a high-strung personality as well, but... Um, do as I say, not as I do, right? But it makes it makes a humongous difference. And then um, I, I actually, and then you guys let me stay in your house even after I said those things. So um, that was <laughs> we, good. I was like, I'm like, no, I'm like, besides my dad, no one had really sort of almost yelled at me in years. And I thought, I love Doctor O'Sullivan. She just yelled at me almost. I love, I love this. This is good. So and she was right. I was becoming like a nut. I mean, I mean, what was going to happen was going to happen. Me being a nervous Nelly worrywart all day was not going to make it better. It was just making it worse. And then you said other words. I'll never forget. You said, what gives this dog joy? I remember that. Right. You said, what gives this dog joy? And Cody loved to eat ice. As, you know, German Shepherds are into that. Uh, so she, she, you went to our freezer and you got out a big, not a cereal bowl, even like a soup terrine bowl. And you like <laughs> made a huge bowl of ice. And you put it right in front of her face, and she sat there and started crunching ice in front of you. So, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, that, that was something she loved. And you're like, you know, take her outside on a blanket. What does this dog love to do, you know? Give her happiness. And, you know, it wasn't giving her happiness watching me, like, watch her like she was under <laughs> surveillance or something. <laughs> and watching you watch me is not really fun, so we need to do something else. But... You bring up such a valid point for everybody, I mean, everybody, right? What is it that brings your friend joy? And sometimes you have to think back a long, long time ago, right? It's like being a kid right. or something, right? You have to go back and like, oh, my gosh, what made her tail wag? What made her 
spark at me? What made her happy? You know, and sometimes it's been a while, right? So I got to be honest with you with a lot of people um, that are extremely, uh, let's say, ramped up or unable to to relax with their, maybe for whole life, maybe they act that way their whole life, but with my patients, I said, you know what? Take them out someplace in the, in the sun, in the fresh air, let them go or put them on a long line so you're not attached to them and go blow bubbles. Go blow bubbles. You know, I want you to go out in the world and blow bubbles because honestly, I said, and don't pay attention to your dog. Let your dog be a dog. Sniff, smell, walk, roll, get dirty, eat poop, whatever it is your dog really wants to do that makes them joyful being a dog in the fresh air and getting exercise. And I want you to go out and blow bubbles. Because, honestly, I've never met or seen anybody that's blowing bubbles that doesn't have a smile on their face. Honestly, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like human rehab or something. But it, it just, it helps, and it's small, right? But it works. And then once you start laughing, it, it's hard to hold it back. Then you, sometimes we just start crying, like, oh, my God, he's been so stressed, and now he pulled the plug on it. But it makes a huge difference for our pets if we could just relax and just have fun and then let them be a dog, let them be a cat, let them be whatever, but take our anxiety and our preconceived notions and all of our garbage off of them and literally go blow bubbles. <laughs> so um, I love it. And, and, you know, you just you just sort of calling me on what I was doing made a big difference. Cause, you know, I was newly married, too, and my husband even thought he was like, you're just crazy around this dog, worried about her all the time. So, I mean, that really helped. And, and at that point, I thought, okay, you know, this might go good. This might go bad with her health. But, you know, I need to calm down. And I really did. I sort of, like, flipped a switch, and I really I really did calm down. And, and But I have to say, you got on the floor that same day. You did some acupuncture with her, which I know some people are like, what is it even? And Basically, I, I laid on the floor with you. I kind of laid at her head, and I just, yep. you know, petted her and talked to her. And she did not flinch. I mean, believe me, I knew every minuscule thing about this dog. If she was in pain, I could tell you. And I would never do anything to put her in pain. But right. you, she couldn't even – it was nothing. She just laid there. She relaxed. You you did acupuncture. You gave her a short massage, and we did that. We talked about changing her meds, and or not her meds so much. She was almost done with her steroids, and you gave me a lot we of great herbal drugs. We talked about protecting her liver. We, talk, we talked about, remember, she was on medication that weren't really nice to her liver, and your liver is so right. important as your filter, and liver is so important in traditional Chinese medicine for so many things. You know, we got on some supplements that would give her an overall boost in nutrition. We would protect her liver with milk thistle. We would, and then the, the food was a big deal, you know, your meatloaf versus a raw diet. Um, so, and I do remember that we ended up giving her B12 shots and that we ended up giving her, taking her outside to go poop and pee and then making sure that her flooring wasn't slick. Do you remember when we talked about her being afraid to cross over the slick floor because she didn't have right. good a good security about doing that. So I guess we changed your house and your diet and your kitchen and your... <laughs> we, got, we got some cheap throw rugs from Cole. We we changed her diet. We did, gave her a little bit of probiotics, which cost pennies yes. and whole foods. Yes. We gave her some probiotics every day to make sure her stomach stayed good. 
And he did, and I can't think of the medicine. It came in a big white canister. This made a huge difference because prior to that, when my vet even sent, Cody was getting old, my traditional vet, Cody on the glycosamine every day and a fish oil pill. So I had been doing that, and it, it did help. But you said I can go one better, and you you gave me a big white canister or something, those little brown It was, brown it was Duralactin. Do you remember Duralactin? Duralactin. You can even you can order those on Amazon now, and you that made a huge difference for Cody. That I mean, that, what did that do? That just lubricated her joints, and that seems to make it's a, a huge It just difference. had a whole bunch of wonderful things, and it's got microlactin, which is for the long-term use of chronic inflammation in dogs. Literally, long-term use of chronic inflammation in dogs, without causing some of the side effects of other um, medications. Cause it's not a medication. Then it has glucosamine, MSM. It's got two kinds of omega-3s in it, and that was your fish pill. You didn't have to give any more. And then some antioxidants, all in the same little beef chewy. Remember how, how it smelled and how much and you loved, loved it? And they loved it. Yeah. Lo- it's a great product. My question for you, for you Dr. O, is my, my, uh, my uh, Ed's dog, who we have now, is six. He's, thank God, in great health. But do you think a six-year-old shepherd should be on those already or no? Um, I, I don't think that they can hurt at all. Um, and then having a large breed dog, you know, out of glucosamine, could drain on a joint supplement, especially if it's athletic and such, I don't think it can hurt them at all. And as you pointed out, it's not a prescription thing. And, of course, I can't diagnose right. anything. But, um, right, right. But those, those types of things, just like you and I, right, if you and I were an athlete or you were out doing your spinning classes or whatever, regardless of your age, if we can help to lubricate those joints, if we can take oxidative damage and debris out of our body in a natural way, or it's not natural, but in a way that can't hurt us with our liver, kidneys, gastrointestinal tract, uh, my answer is yeah. My answer is yeah, sure, sure, let's do that. But do your research, make sure that you're not on anything else that might be contraindicated, that they don't have allergy to it, just the same thing you would do with any other loved one in your life, and that... Um, you uh you know do do your research, do your due diligence, just like you know you do on everything so uh, right. and then these big you know if we can make them cut now six he's six years old, you said he's only six, and you know he's very robust, he's a big guy though he's hundred and twelve pounds, and you know I just worry about him in the future, I mean, I sit and look at him sometimes, but not the crazy way I used to, but I sit <laughs> look at him and think, God. You know, maybe I should start him on this before he gets old. You know, I should maybe give him some glycosamine or something, you know, just anything to help him as he gets into those, you know, older years. But I guess he's still fairly I, I, young. I do, I do like that. I do like that product quite a bit. So uh, I think we could use Cody as a poster child for her. My goodness, she felt better, 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 didn't she? Um, she felt better. She felt stronger. And I'll never forget the day you were here. And all of a sudden, and you know, it wasn't an instant fix. It wasn't like you came once and no. boom, she was, you know, doing less. About three, four sessions into you coming, just one day, we brought her into the yard to see if she would make. And and I was basically carrying her, and she would lay down in the yard and make. And uh-huh. all of a sudden, one day, she, when you were here, she just, uh, it was like a brand new baby colt. She just uh, kind of shook it, shook her head. And stood up, and and I'll tell everybody that was like one of the greatest days ever. Ooh, totally was on that, but I mean, it was like a miracle. Early was it was just well, and I mean, the, it was the so thing great. you pointed out, yeah, the thing that you pointed out is that acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine, herbals, laser massage, homeopathy, these things are not a quick fix. These things take some time. These things aren't you know take two of these and call me in the morning. This is trying to 
back up the truck, trying to run down some of the foundations, some of the roots of why you're here in the first place. But when, when it all clicks, as we all start to get a little bit more into homeostasis, as we all start to work together in our body, the thing that you saw when we were together out there, when she just kind of shook herself all over and she got up. And she was when she was up, she was just up, like nothing ever happened. She goes, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then she just kind of meandered off, a little unstable Mabel, just like a cult, like you said. But she was up and she was just, everything was clicking. Everything was grinding. Everything was working together for her. Um, and uh, it, it was a good day. You know, that, that memory will never go away. Um, but these are the kinds of things that I think that our, you know, our listening audience needs to know is that people don't know what acupuncture is and people don't know what uh, holistic medicine is and people don't know that we can all work together. You know, of course, our traditional medicine, our holistic medicine, our whatever you choose with the right people, that you can get some really, really awesome, awesome results and that just like you, never give up. I mean, never give up. You know, in your heart, you know they're not ready and they just need a little bit more help and that you just got to think outside the box. So, um, but that, it was it was amazing and that and then you know I got to say she was up after that I mean she wasn't running laps but she was up she would get tired she would lay down but you know the great thing was we could go outside she'd walk around she'd do her business and come in and rest and you know but she would get up you know when someone would come in she'd get up and sometimes it was labor and, and the the odd thing was that head tilt that she had from her first attack of vestibular totally with the second attack straightened itself out, which I don't even know how that, I mean, that just was bizarre. But, you know, she was back up and, and then, you know, after that, it wasn't a case that we stopped everything like, oh, yay, she got up. It was a case, I just felt like, okay, how do we keep this going as long as, you know, as long as she, she can and, right, and right. that's what we did. We we had her on a regime. I know you. Part of it was we did. We ended up doing weekly B12 shots for energy, which didn't hurt her at all. Right? That was great. That was wonderful. That helped a lot. That helped a lot. We did. You know, we did. A, we did those Duralactin pills, which made her feel great. And then you made sure I got off that boring, horrible food. And basically what Cody ate for the last two years of her life was this recipe, and I can send this to you so people can find it on the website, but it was two pounds of ground beef, like the nine, usually the 85-15 or the 90-10. We didn't want a ton of fat in there because we didn't want to upset her stomach. Right, exactly. exactly. And it was a huge, huge cup of breadcrumbs. Uh, and about half of a cup of ketchup, which later we figured she didn't even need that salt, so we took the ketchup out, and two eggs. And I would make a meatloaf like every two, three days, and I would just give her a huge, you know, a healthy two, three-inch slice for breakfast and for dinner. And she would gobble this down in two seconds. And this this remind me, this was raw, correct? No, we didn't need... we cooked it. We, I mean, it probably could have been raw, but we cooked. Yeah, we cooked it, oh, so and cooked, cooked she like loved it. Yeah, cooked exactly. like a meatloaf. Yeah, at like three fifty until it was done, and she absolutely loved it. And she she ate that, you know, up until like a week or so before she passed. But I mean, that was everyone in our house, including 
at the time, my 11-year-old stepdaughter was constantly making little meatloaf, and it was just <laughs> Cody's. It was it was Cody's food, and and uh, and that really just that meat gave her a lot of protein and energy, a lot more energy. than she did on that stupid right. dog food. Well, and if you, if you when you think about it in a kind of a holistic or a traditional Chinese medicine type way, and you think about the fundamentals of who Cody is and what she needs and those types of things, we think about what? She's a wolf, right? She, she's a wolf. And right. She, you know, she, the idea of feeding her breadcrumbs her whole life didn't, didn't do the job, right? So finally we get to the feed the darn dog red meat. And the thing is, for the listening audience, it's important to know that you can't just start that, blam. You, know, you don't go from no, dry no. kibble to meatloaf, you know, pure protein. You do a nice slow switchover. You use probiotics. You use things to make sure that her body tries to get into homeostasis, tries to do um, equalize itself a little bit before you do any sudden changes. And our age increases. Our ability to make rapid changes decreases. So you have to give it more time. But, um, Cindy, if you don't mind going over it, do you remember the list of things that she was on? Because we haven't even mentioned her herbal her herbals. And she was on quite a few herbal prescriptions to help her with her underlying constitutional condition. She was then, on and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna remember what it was, but you had her on a little hard it was like a little I can picture the pill. It was like an herbal and it was like huh? a little it was something that really helped because I'll tell everyone, two more years went by, she never had an, another one of those attacks would have wiped her out. She right. that was one of my fears that you'd have another vestibular. But you know what? No, thank God, no more vestibular attacks. And it was something you had her on. I don't remember what it was though. Well, it was the, like a little. Herbal, yeah, the herbals, the herbals in traditional Chinese medicine address underlying constitutional predilections, underlying the roots of the tree, the roots of the weed, the roots of the problem. So that as we're working with acupuncture and food and joint supplements and B12 and all these wonderful things, the herbals are going down to the root of why we're sitting there in the first place having an issue and working on stabilizing that, working on resolving that, working on managing that so that we don't do it again. So I'd like to, I can't say that strongly enough that regardless of what's going on with your loved one, when you when you look for holistic medicine, you look for holistic care. We're going to be inclusive, meaning that everybody comes together and acts as a team, but we're also working on so many different levels for their health. So for Cody, you know, we you did so much stuff going on for this sweet thing. And then all of those herbals, making sure that we never end up in the hospital again, making sure that we never end right. up starting over, making sure that, and the thing is, it's not foolproof, don't get me wrong, it's just that we try really, really hard, and that we pay attention to our patient, we pay attention to our friends, and you need to know quite a bit about what we're looking for in traditional Chinese medicine, diagnosis, constitutions, history, that's why we ask a hundred questions, right? But those herbals, which I believe strongly should only be diagnosed, prescribed, based on a full traditional Chinese medicine diagnosis from a licensed veterinary medical professional who's had extra training. Not off the internet, not off somebody said so, not off where I saw an infomercial, okay? This is so important to me 
that these things not be thrown around because they're very powerful and wonderful. But they certainly did do the herbals certainly did do a long term wonderful job for Cody. And that I I do remember seeing your counter and just you know this nice long line of all these things and then you write down two twice a day, one here, three there. This it, it kind of a, a, a supplement soup, wasn't it? It was great, though, you know, especially we had the Milo, so I just kind of put him in the Milo, you know, it was easy to hide, because she would never take them from your hands. The Duralactin pills, they think, are a tree. But, you know, and it really, we didn't have another attack, and that was amazing. We didn't have another attack. And the other thing before I forget, too, is uh, Cody's hips dropped a lot during this time from her illness. But I have to say the acupuncture treatments really stabilized that, too, for a super long time. I mean, we know with shepherds and big breed dogs, that's always a horrible concern. But that really did stabilize it for a super long time. And there would be days and she would be like, you know, she had these long, long legs. She would unfold those legs and stand up. And I I would say to my husband, my God, like, she's really standing straight. You know, no sag. and. And that was so great to see, you know, and, and there'd be bad days too. It wasn't like all utopia, but, you know, there would be so many good days, though, where she felt so good and her everything was pumping and she was out in the yard hanging out. And, and Cindy, you know, what do you think about her joy? What do you think about her joy? Her joy, she, you know, I had gotten married a year before. She had a little girl in the house now and she really dug that. And I think she just, we just really, we always pampered a baby, or always. But I think, you know, you sort of making me calm down a little bit, I think that gave her a ton of joy. You know, it really did. And, you know, she just, you know, like many older dogs, spent a big portion of the day snoozing. But then she'd get up and do her stuff, and I think she was really happy. Now, how, can, you, can you tell, you know, our, our audience and such, how important do you think it was for Cody to be engaged, involved, and part of the family and not just put over in a corner or, you know, like she's not moving anyway or she's not active anyway, which happens when we age. You know, you kind of get dismissed as long as you don't cause trouble. Right. You know, put over in the corner or give him medication and give them a pat on the head and walk away. Tell everybody, if you don't mind, how did it affect Cody to be included in the family, be inclusive in, you know, because you have a wonderful family. The the thing with Cody was um, she had a couch, which I had a, a couch and a love seat back, way back when, and she had uh-huh. her couch, and it was in our bedroom. And it would have been super easy to leave Cody on her couch all day and just go check on her back in the back bedroom. But we didn't right. do that. We, you know, we made what we call the kind of the puppy pit out in our living room. We had, we'll explain that in a minute. Well, we made what we called the puppy pit. And we, I got from Walmart, cost pennies, a few of those full body pillows, you know, the yeah, nice, really fun. super long ones, and yeah. some cases so you could wash them. And we got two of them. And it kind of simulated Cody's couch. And we put the two pillows down. She would lay on the pillows just right in the middle of our living, our great room. Where, you know, we had a big oriental rug, and on top we put the pillows. And then we, you know, put some pillows around it so she'd be comfy and her toys. And she was, like, always right in the middle of stuff because she's a super curious dog always. Yeah. So she wanted right. to know what was going on. And, 
you know, she was just, you know, she was hanging out and, and that was that. And, and the other thing we did, and sometimes on days where she didn't have a lot of, she didn't really have the get up and go to do a lot of walking, sometimes she right. would have a few accidents. And it would uh-huh. come out like a, you, know, you just see a patty of poop there. And I'll tell everybody yep. this, for an older dog, this was the greatest investment ever. We bought a steamer uh, from, you know, from Target or something, about 150 right. bucks. If you have an older dog and you have a carpet steamer, I don't care if you have hardwood floors or carpeting, you know, you pick it up in two seconds, you know, get a little steam on it, everything's gone. You know, that does not become an ongoing problem then. It's which is which is so fix. helpful, Cindy, because people have a tendency to want to get mad at their dogs because they did it or had an accident. And I can't say strongly enough: do not, do not get do angry not. with it's your dog if they have an accident. No. It just it happens no. as part of their thing. So you know, figure out a way it's to get part past of your bullshit. Uh, and so we just need to figure out ways around, it just like you did. Now, Cindy, we're running short on time, and I need to ask you the big question. Okay, in your okay. experience with Cody. And your experience going from traditional white coat in the building, veterinary medicine, in high quality, high care, high compassion, Western medicine, to a holistic perspective, holistic care, acupuncture, all of the things that we're trying to spread the word about here on this show and make sure that we give people every option we possibly can to help our loved ones. Tell me what how how it how it's impacted your life or Cody's life to be exposed to these things and to follow through with a don't give up mentality because you're like the poster child for it and I love you for that so much. But I if well, you could spend the last couple of minutes here just telling everybody just kind of do do what you do what you do and uh if you could just share your heart with our listening audience. I would really appreciate it. Well, you know, we were so lucky, both Cody and I and my family, because we found a master doctor in you, Dr. O'Sullivan. No, there's not about me, Cindy. No, I'm going to say this, though. You know, come on. I mean, I spent my life interviewing celebrities, and there's actors, and there's Al Pacino. Dr. O'Sullivan is the Al Pacino of this business, you guys. It's just, I mean, it's just, it is. And I, we were so blessed to find the Al Pacino and not the William Shatner along the way. So that's, that was one of our great gifts. And, oh, and secondly, I mean, if every dog's year is worth seven years, I don't even really believe that, but if it is, like, could he got an extra two and a half happy, not painful Happy, healthy years to live with her family. I wouldn't keep a dog doing 100 things if they were in excruciating pain. I wouldn't do that. But she had non-painful, joyous, happy years where we dealt with her old age in a really dignified way. And, you know, and we had this sort of relaxing session once a week where we did the, and I did it once a week, everybody. We did the acupuncture. And I'll I'll tell people, I know people are going to go, ooh, it's going to be expensive. It's much cheaper than going to your vet for these thousand dollars of tests that they will talk you into. I mean, we all been there where all of a sudden it's like six hundred dollars of tests and all this stuff. The acupuncture was a little you know whatever it was, it worked out to be cheaper. 
and we did it once a week. And it was great to have you here, too, to check up on her, see how she's doing. We made adjustments every week. You know, did she look good? Did she need something else? You know, she did silly things, like she bit her elbow off out of boredom one day. Cindy, we're going to have to continue this. I can't stand it. This is so wonderful. And like I said, you're just the poster child for just don't give up and and help your loved one have a pain-free life. Thank you, Cindy, for joining us today. And to our listeners, please send your questions. Please send your questions. You're so welcome, Cindy. I love you. And you guys have a good time out there, okay? I love you, too. Okay. You guys take (laughs) care. Thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.